Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. Almost everyone, at one time or another, has questioned their productivity. And those questions often go something like, how did I just waste an hour reading Wikipedia articles? Or how could it possibly be that I chatted away the 20 minutes I was going to use to work on a project? The nice thing is, researchers are on top of our productivity crisis. I think it's something that we all kind of identify with. Gabriella Tonietto is an assistant professor of marketing at Rutgers Business School. She researches how we use our time. And like pretty much everybody else, she procrastinates. But in my own experience, it came down to really, when am I willing to tackle those really big, important things that take a good chunk of time, as opposed to kind of spending the time that I have doing those more minor tasks, like answering those quick emails that really could have waited for later. So I end up taking advantage of the time, but only for those less important, less productive tasks, as opposed to, you know, the stuff that really matters. So let's imagine you have 30 minutes on your hands and a big project you really should start. But you've got only 30 minutes. And remember, the project's substantial. So you go pick some lower-hanging fruit. You delete junk emails, which offers a nice feeling of accomplishment. You get a cup of coffee. You check in on a website you wanted to check in on anyway. And I kind of had the realization that when I have something coming up that's looming and has this sort of concrete time that I start to actually feel less capable of tackling tasks, even in the exact same amount of time. So something that I know is going to take me 45 minutes, if I have an hour, I'm likely to do. But I become less likely to actually try to take that on when it's an hour before, say, getting a drink with a friend or a meeting that I have scheduled or maybe even scheduling this interview, right? But Tony Edo's feeling that the next thing on your schedule could be hanging over your head, stopping you from being productive right now, it was just a feeling. She wanted to test it. And she did that in a few different ways. One part of her research involved telling people that they could participate in a 45-minute study or a 30-minute study. The 45-minute study would pay more if you signed up to do it. And everyone she asked had an hour of free time. But here's the twist. Some people had a task scheduled right after that free hour. Some did not. Turns out the people who had a task scheduled right after their free hour were less likely to do the 45-minute study, even though there was a financial benefit to doing it. It seemed to the researchers like just having something ahead was taking up people's mental space, making them uncomfortable about scheduling anything too close to it, even if there was a financial benefit to that kind of close scheduling. But meetings and other tasks sometimes involve mental prep. Tonietto wondered, in non-work settings, do objects in the future appear closer than they really are? So her research team headed for the airport, and they asked people who are sitting around waiting for their flights whether they do a 15-minute survey to help a student with their thesis. So if we were in the half an hour before your boarding time when you're just, you know, sitting at the gate kind of waiting to board a plane, people were less likely to help that student and complete a a 15-minute study if that half an hour was right up against their boarding time as opposed to a little bit separate from it. So if their boarding time was in a half an hour, like there was no question that if they filled out that survey, they'd get on the plane. They still didn't want to do it because it it, kind of like the two rubbed up against each other and that somehow made them uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes people uncomfortable with the idea that they could actually complete it no problem.
In general, Tonietto says, things that are ahead, from boarding planes to having meetings, take up too much of our mind space and essentially trick us. And that mere distraction and focus on the upcoming task itself could be enough to actually make us feel like it's looming nearer to us in time. So it just feels really close, and we start actually feeling like that time is somehow less. Tony Edo advises that if you can, clump your meetings together and clump your free time together so your day isn't a checkerboard of meetings. But, to be honest, that's not a luxury that most people have. And there are days when you've got meetings at 9, 11, 1, and 3. Is there any way to have that kind of schedule and get more done than you're getting done now? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the unfortunate truth is that scheduling is usually a coordinating practice, right? So we're generally not going to have perfect control over it. Uh, So one thing uh, that we do find is that the easier it is to break something into subtasks, the more likely we are to at least start. So if you have a big task that you would really want to tackle, but all you have is time that is bounded by these scheduled tasks, then one recommendation is to think about taking that task you want to get done and breaking it up into meaningful subtasks. Because at least one or more of those subtasks will still feel accomplishable, even if the entirety of the task doesn't feel accomplishable to you during that time. Hmm. And that's a good tactic for at least getting underway. Because the biggest hurdle really is getting started. And that's smart in some ways because, as you say, like people underestimate you know, what they can do in an hour before the upcoming meeting. And so if you're doing... an outline of the memo that you have to write and then maybe just like the first paragraph. It may be that if you do chunk by chunk, you realize you can get a lot more done before that meeting than you had imagined that you could. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, um, in terms of awareness, like do you think businesses are aware of this? I mean, obviously, what they really want is productive workers. And if the way that the schedules are within that business... Uh, really hinder people from being productive, you might think that businesses would care about that, even not as a happiness issue, um, but simply as a bottom line issue. Do you have any sense that, like, there are businesses that have heard what you're saying, that have read your research? So I haven't spoken with many. In a very early life of this, um, I spoke with, you know, people, for example, at the St. Louis Zoo, Uh, as well as the St. Louis Arch, who were interested in it from a different perspective, not a productivity perspective, but more from a consumer perspective, Um, thinking, you know, when I have some ticketed, aka scheduled activities for my consumers to do, how do I maximize their use of other amusements and other parts of the attractions, Hmm. you know, during their unscheduled time? So right. I think that that kind of represents uh, a future direction to kind of, of see how can we design experiences to ensure that people are really getting the most out of it, given that some time is unstructured, some time is structured. Mm-hmm. Because um, I just conducted a, like, a very brief interview with you know a couple of people at each of these to get an idea as to whether this is something of potential interest to them. And something that I was told was that they can't figure out why people line up so early. 
<laughs> and I think that this research actually provides one reason why that might be the case. So, you know, you go to the Arch, and the way it works is you you buy a ticket, and then you have a specific, you know, time range that you or, – or time that you – can then go up in this little elevator, right, and see the top of the arch. And they do it in big batches. So it might be 50 people or whatever it is that go up in a batch, spend some time at the top of the arch and and come down. So there's not really much of an incentive to be first in line because then actually you have a bunch of people who are kind of vying behind you to get a good view. Mm -hmm. There's, if anything, kind of an incentive to be at the end. But what they found was that people were lining up 20 minutes 30 minutes, 45 minutes even, before wow. their time. And it would cause things like bottlenecks or blocking the people who actually had earlier ticketed times. Mm-hmm. So it can be a salient issue for some businesses. And I think one of the reasons for that is, even though you have this unit of time, you feel like, eh, well, it's not really much time. I can't really do anything during it, so I'll just get in line and wait. Does this research, this specifically, but also all the other work you've done and colleagues have done, you know, we hear so often people say that they're so busy nowadays that they don't have time to do this or that or the other thing. Does doing this research make you question, in fact, how busy people really are <laughs> and and wonder if it's, in, in fact, the perception of busyness rather than like actual busyness? Absolutely. So there is some evidence to show that we're In many ways, we're not actually busier, but we feel a lot busier. And something that I have jokingly fired back on is like, yeah, well, we're so busy on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, looking around at different social media or, you know, Wikipedia or YouTube or whatever it might be. And kind of thinking about these times is People absolutely say that, if only I had some free time. And what this research shows is, well, maybe not quite necessarily, because when you do get free time, it's not a guarantee that you'll take advantage of it, which implies that maybe you have a little bit more flexibility than you realized. Gabriella Tonietto is an assistant professor of marketing at Rutgers Business School. Gabby, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. If you want to know more about Gabriella Tonietto's study on how and why we get preoccupied with future obligations, we'll have a link to it on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash innovation hub radio. Time after time.